Gracious and loving God, I come this morning just thanking you for your spirit. For I can feel the spirit moving in our souls. Dear Lord, whatever it is, need that we may have, whether it's mercy, love, grace, and forgiveness, we thank you that you cover us. For some of us are dealing with the loss of loved ones that may have passed just a few days ago. But Lord, many of us are at this time of the year, as we reflect upon the coming of the King, we lose a little part of ourselves because there's others that aren't here with us that were here with us yet last year. So, Lord, fill our heart, erase our sorrow, that we may feel your undying love, for we wait for the coming of Jesus Christ. We know that your Spirit through the Holy Spirit is here. For you, when you departed and you rose up into the heavens, you said there would be a comforter that would be here with us to sustain us until you come again. So, Lord, we thank you for the presence of the Most High God. We thank you for the Holy Spirit in the midst. We thank you for your healing power that you would go forth and allow us to be all that you've called us to be. Oh, dear Lord, let us know that your love is enough to sustain us. May the grace of God be with us. Move me behind the cross. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be enough this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to begin this sermon simply with a quote from a friend. There's a young woman here, and I call her a young woman because she is young in her spirit, but she is gentle in her wisdom. There are days that I have gone to her, and she said, Baby, stay in the way. And the first time she said it, I said to myself, I understand what you're saying, but what do you mean when you say, stay in the way? But it wasn't until something happened in my life that I realized her wisdom was sent to me as a reminder that we all must stay in the way of the Lord. If we were in the world and someone said, stay in the way, and you walked into the freeway and you stayed in the middle of the road, you'd get hit. In Texas, you'd get hit pretty quick. You stand in the middle of the road, you done lost your mind. If we were talking about staying in the way and you were in the back of a restaurant, and the doors are moving back and forth, people serving food here, there, and everywhere, and you stayed in the way, you would be like the commercial. You stopping traffic. The food would be on the floor, and some angry people, both in the kitchen and in the restaurant, would say, would you move out the way? Or maybe if we were in a sense of an emergency, you know, Brother Hines, He's a fireman. And when that fireman's light goes on on the truck, and you driving in the car, I don't care how much traffic it is. They want you to move out the way. So we're talking about staying away of a different life situation. We're not saying stay in the way and let the fire truck hit you and get a ticket, and then the person that they need to help can't get the help because you sitting in front of the fire station saying, I'm staying in the way. Staying in the way for the Lord. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what it means to stay in the way 
of Jesus Christ. Have you ever stood up for Jesus and everybody else sat down? Have you ever said, I believe in Christ and I believe he's coming again? And somebody said, well, that's not really how we see it. Have you ever said, I'm preparing to wait for the king? And I'm like the commercial when the people want to get into one of those stores and they're standing at the door and they're simply looking for it to say, open, open, open. We're waiting for Jesus Christ with a spirit of expectation. But what does it really mean to stay in the way of God? What does it mean to walk by faith in the meantime until God has moved on the prayers you've been praying? What does it mean to stay in the way of God's blessing in spite of everything? You can't see it by faith yet, but you know it's coming and you're just staying in the way. What does it mean to say to your neighbor, clean up my heart that I may feel the ways of the Lord? And I'm just going to stay in the way. That's what we're talking about on this second Sunday of Advent. As we reflect on how good God is. And how the Lord is simply a way maker. Turn to your neighbor and say, Neighbor, the Lord will make a way somehow. For I know he's a way maker. He is the rain now and forever. Now put your own heart over your hand. Hand over your heart. Now. If you put your, head, your heart over your hand, that's a really jumping kind of heart. But put your hand over your own heart and say, He'll make a way out of nowhere. He'll keep me. And you too. Because a lot of times we look at our own individual hands and we place it upon our heart and we can feel our heart beating. But what if somebody else's heart is hurt? What if your neighbor is sad because they know that Jesus is a way maker, but their life is struggling? They believe that Jesus is a way maker, but they haven't yet fully felt the heartbeat to know that he is still in the blessing business. And what happens if you feel your heart, and though your heart is beating, you feel a pain in your soul? Is he still the way maker? Is he still the God of all gods? Is he still the miraculous wonder? Is he still your rose of shine? Is he the way out of nowhere? Again, I say to you today, the message is simply the way. We're going to look at the scriptures and what does it mean to know the way maker? And what does it mean when somebody walks up to you and says, Darling, Honey, girlfriend, sister, brother, friend, stay in the way and let God move on your life. For when you look at the words from Malachi, and I read these words, 
We have read them throughout the worship this morning because part of the Advent season is to fill the worship with all four of the lectionary readings. That it would infiltrate through the worship that we would hear God's word over and over again. For it says, I am sending my messenger to prepare the way. Who is the messenger and who is the way? Well, if you look into Scripture and you begin to understand the connections of this Old Testament reading, Malachi is the last prophet that is presented before we move into the New Testament. His word goes forth and he reminds us through the Levitical law that the Levites, the descendants of the Levites had been refined by gold and silver. These were people who were people who worked with their hands. To be refined by silver means that you will go through the fire. Has anybody been through the fire on the way to seek the Word of God? Has anybody been through a struggle in any season of their life that they know I'm being refined? Because sometimes the way of the Lord gets a little more. To stand for the righteousness and the passion and the presence and the justice issues in this world, you have to be willing to say, if I'm going to walk the way of the Lord, sometimes it's going to get a little hot. Yeah. And I've just sat by here this morning to let you know, you ain't on your way to hell if it's been a little fire in your life. If you're walking in the purpose and the way of the Lord, it's just a little warm when you're trying to walk right for Jesus Christ. Because sometimes, in order to love the world's people, we have to recognize that we have to, too, be purified. Because we haven't arrived yet. We haven't gotten there yet. We haven't been set apart and refined to a level of perfection. We are still in the work in progress. But the people of the world, if we say that we are God's people, there ought to be some purifying and refining. For it says, see, I am sending my messenger to prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to your temple. The messenger of the covenant in whom we delight is coming yet again. So what does it mean, that purification? I'm glad you asked. Purification is for cleansing. Purification is for refinement. Purification is to make us stronger and whole and embodied with the power and spirit of Jesus Christ. But our hearts have to be willing to take. Our minds have to be willing to be touched. We have to be willing to bow down to God. And sometimes in our Christian journey, when we're walking on the way, and the silver and gold, and the manifestation of the cleansing and refinement comes on us, we say, hmm, no, make it like it used to be, because I'm comfortable with that. What do you mean I have to move God? What do you mean my heart has to be cleansed? What do you mean that there are days that I will have to look back over my life and say, that was then and this is now? What does it mean to endure until he comes yet again? He is the way maker. The messenger of the Lord was John. 
He was the pre-show. He was the one that was telling everybody that Jesus was coming. He was the one that was his cousin. He baptized his cousin. These are the things that we are knowing at this time. But the messenger, the one that we're looking for, the way maker, the one that we need to stay in the way, is the way of salvation. And that's why when we look at the book of Luke, the Luke 1 passage, 68 through 79, it says, Blessed be the Lord of Israel. But it goes down further and it says, And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the land to prepare the way, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by forgiveness of their sins, by the tender mercy of our God, to give light to those who sit in the darkness. I want you to imagine that this sanctuary has no light in it. None. There's no electricity on and there's no light in here. But because of the day that God has given us, we would still experience the light of the day. But let night fall on upon this building. And there be nothing in here. No spotlight in the back. No lights on. No candles. It would be dark in here. And no matter how dark it is, that one more light that we wait upon would brighten up this whole room. And it would come in a powerful way. I heard a messenger say this weekend that dark and light are not opposites and they're not equal. For the dark is dark. But let there be one iota of light. Let one of us walk in the way of the Lord by faith and bring in the light. And the world that we see today is and will be changed. For the way is salvation. And this Luke passage is a song of Zechariah unto his son. Because he's asking God that the divine heart of God would cause us to yearn the Lord so much. Amen. That the mere one candle of that your light would connect to her light and her light would connect to his light and her light over here connected to his light and all the lights would become connected. It would be like flying over a city in the midnight hour and when you come up on the major city, all of a sudden you look out of the plain window and you see lights everywhere. That's what Christianity would be like if we were walking fully in the way. But the way of salvation is that we have to personally commit that we would be used as a vessel of life. That means we got to go back to the beginning and accept that the Waymaker is going to purify us and cleanse our hearts and that the flow would move in such a way. Turn to your neighbor and say, stay in the way. Because the light is going to get good. Stay in the way. Don't let them move you now. Darkness, I don't care how much fun they may offer you. There's fun and glory in the Lord. Stay in the way. Because right, I tell you, some people don't move away from the darkness into the light because they say, I know how to operate that at night. <laughs> I know how to do what I do at night. Well, I told you to learn how to do what you do in the light of the Lord because His light is brighter than the dark. Right, 
greater than magnificent. His awesomeness is something you can't fully imagine because it gets deep down in your soul. It'll cause you to do some things. Stay in the way. Stay in the way. I mean, it'll get good to you. People be looking at you saying, you just be saying, Oh, how I love you. I mean, you just be walking. I said it the other week. What would happen if we took off the market basket? Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, you too. I'm walking in the way. Ain't God good? Oh, yes. We'd be shouting in the grocery store. And somebody's life would be changed. Just on a personal note. I love being in restaurants and time but I'd love to just reach out with whomever I'm at lunch with and say, let's pray. Yeah. You should see her hovering around. Is she in the public place? Is she walking Oh, I believe in the way maker. I believe in the truth and the salvation. But I believe in praying over the folk in the kitchen. Because, though they might not always look like you and me. It don't matter. Because they need salvation just like everybody else. salvation can flow. Then I share with you as you continue to prepare that God gives us a prayerful mind to seek him in everything that we do. Philippians 1, 3 through 11 starts with I thank my God every time. I remember constantly praying with joy Every time one of my prayers for all is sharing the gospel of the first day. Do you remember when you first met Jesus? You don't know if somebody pushed you in the way, whether you fell down in the way, or your mom and daddy dragged you in the way, or grandmama said, this is the way of life and that's how you're going to be. If what thoughts it'll work for you. But you can remember the first time you got in the way. And something warm came over your face. And the tears began to come down your face. And you said, I've never cried in public. 
Oh, I would never let anybody see me that way. Oh, but my situation, if I could just tell somebody, I might feel better. And the Lord whispered in here and said, tell me. You know what it's like to be in the wilderness. Because you have been there. But when he brings you out, did you tell somebody who brought you out? Did you tell somebody what it was like to be taught by Jesus? Did you tell anybody? Because he prepared a way. He made your path straight. He took every valley and filled it up that you wouldn't have to walk deep down into the pits of hell. He set the mountain at another level. He set things apart. He made the crooked way straight. For he said, the way to me is repentance. Turn from what you used to be to me. God me, oh great Jehovah, one day at a time, by faith and not by sight. All of these things we said, but it's not until we bow down to a king and say, I repent for all of my sins, small and large, seen and unseen, known and unknown, that you would change my heart, you would refine my soul, you would set my feet straight, you would push me into the way that I would not be able to go to the left nor the right when I can't turn around and see my path. But you would say, baby, I want you to walk my way. For Luke reminds us that he brought us out of wilderness. And Philippians causes us to be in a way of a discerning faith. It tells us to not only think and remember, but ask God that your path will be identified. We all have gone down five different roads to get to Beaumont. All of them go to Beaumont. Some of us go old Port Arthur Road. Some of us go straight 69. Some of us do a scenic route and we go way over, come through the valley, past the plant. I got to go to Orange before I get to Beaumont. I'm going to slip through the back door, check out Vita, and then I'm going to come back around. Some of us go up, make the wrong turn, then we turn back around and say, what street was that? I think I should have been on Martin Luther King Drive. We go all these different ways, yeah. but our pathway and destination is still Roma. Right, yeah. So the Lord said, I am the way maker, yeah. and I'll send a messenger. Yeah. I am the way of salvation, yeah. and I will offer you grace to the point that you will yearn for me like you've never yearned before. Right, yeah. And he whispers to each of us, stay in the way, yeah. stay in the way. He said, but the way you're going to get to me and stay in front of me is that you repent as often, over and over and over. Because to cleanse us and to make our hearts anew, we're work in progress. It takes time. And then finally after we repent, and he sets our heart in motion, our heads through discernment, have to line up not with our way, but with God's way. 
For he has a preferred plan for our lives. And it's going to come just as we continue to wait for the king. Are you prepared to stay in the way? I can't guarantee you that there won't be any mad trust. And I can't guarantee you that nothing won't ruffle your feathers. But to quote a young woman with great wisdom, stay in the way. Stay in the way, be baptized. Stay in the way, prepare to receive the Lord. Stay in the way and get your salvation. But stay in the way and know that he is the way maker. The doors of the church are open. Where you stand, if you don't know Jesus Christ is the first to save you, and you're not sure what it means to get in the way, the doors of the church are open. Will you step into the house?